The Pump Rules finale just aired, and I've only just begun. It's two in the morning. Mama's, mama's tired. <laughs> she's not sure where she is, but she's you in a beautiful office. <laughs> oh my God, you guys, it's literally two in the morning and it's Andy's girls. And here is the deal. The VPR finale, the second finale, just aired a second time. It is literally what the, just happened? the middle of the night. And is this real or is it a fever dream? <laughs> we'll find out tomorrow. That water I gave you is actually vodka, mm. so enjoy. Um, and my pal, who I'm about to introduce, of course, who's been on the pod any many, many, many times, and it is a thrill that she's finally here in New York, in the Clawfest, but she went to a show earlier, and I was like, it you did. need to come to my apartment good. to watch the finale with me. I watched it once. We're going to watch it again. I We're going to watch it. watch what happens, and then maybe we'll record, because I feel like the people deserve some content after one of the craziest episodes of all time. So you guys, as mentioned, this is Andy's Girls, and guess who's back? A certain content creator whose mission statement says it all. If Dateline and Sports Center had a Bravo baby, thank God it's not Tom's. Bravo, Bravo, oh ducking Bravo. So good to be here. Can I tell you, I feel like Please. Lisa Barlow in here. <laughs> Can I touch? We just, we're just touching hands. You guys touch? are just reaching across the desk. I want to touch all the dresses. Yeah, you can. People usually do touch the dresses when they. It's like a. It's like a choose your own adventure, scratch and sniff. It's just, I feel like there's a lot of stimuli. It's, it's interactive. A lot. It's very colorful. It's like what you want for babies in early development. Yes. There's textures. There's different yeah. colors. Yeah. All, I love it. I'm also one of those people, I have all these ball gowns, and it's like, literally, I don't know what I'm wearing tomorrow to Andy's Girls Live. It will probably be some sort of Zara something. We're not... Pick a ball gown. Well, I mean, the weather and my... I have, mm. like, temperature body stuff, and I just want to put my best path forward to, like... Set yourself up for success. Set, set myself up for not yeah. ending the night in a hospital, which mm. means, like, wearing really light, no big deal. But sassy, you guys, sassy. It's Nicole, going to be always. paired with the a Manolo. There will be a shoe moment, mm. but I just think because, like, there's so much, like, detailing and stuff in the, the fabric's a little bit thicker, um, it might not be as ideal. Guys, I know that that you're listening to this episode right now, which we're recording at two in the morning. Like, wasn't to hear, this supposed to be about Vanderpump Rules? To hear us talk about dresses on an audio podcast, because um, that's really what you want to be experiencing. Listen, we just watched the finale. We said to the people, do you want us to record? The people said, absolutely. So we are giving them a little something sweet we're with deep. additional episodes to come. What is your initial reaction to what you just witnessed? I mean, I feel like I feel like somebody just beat the shit out of me. Okay. And I, I'm just like, and you look in a mirror and your hair is all crazy and you're like, <laughs> what was that? Wow. This was Fight Club. This was. was a psychological, I mean, also known as Fight Club. talk about it. I mean, yeah. And it was a little bit of a one person's battle against themselves. It was. And it was, it was gaslighting. Mm. It was... It was just manipulation. 
he the fact that he was trying to blame her so much happened in one episode yeah and then to watch watch what happens live right after it yeah where more truth bombs were dropped on us he fucked miami girl ariana knew she the letters <sighs> okay Listen, you guys, we're not we're flying by the seat of our pants, okay? I, let I lest we forget to remind you for the 18th time. It's 2 a.m. We are high on the finale. Yeah, I've like, watched it twice, the finale, and because I watched it live you before you got here. And so we we're gonna be zipping and zapping and going all over the place. And you know, just a little friendly reminder that uh, I assume you are listening to this at like 2:05 a.m. But that. We will be at a certain special event this evening, also known as Andy's Girls Live, a scan of all spritz, where Dylan Hafer, friend of the pod, and I are going to be deep diving all of this. So this is a what we are doing now is an emergency bonus episode, but there's a lot more coming, including the live show tickets on sale now. You can get live stream, which is available on demand, so you don't need to watch it live if you're unavail. And New York City tickets are definitely available, and we want to get some tushies in seats because uh, the live stream is doing really well. But we want to make sure we have AGs in attendance. I want to meet yes. with people, bond with them, be together, have a communal event. Anyway, all those ticks, 20 bucks, link in bio. Would love to see you there. So just so you know, this is going to be a little kooky crazy. But you mentioned Raquel. Mm-hmm. So we need to talk about that scene. Okay. The scene of Sandoval and Raquel, how did you process that? Okay. It was, again, apparent, again, apparent that this lady is gleeful, joyful, Mm. happy, secure, Mm -hmm. confident, feeling good, Mm -hmm. feeling good about some life choices, about the outcomes of things. He's, whether or not he's acting, he's telling her he's going through a hard time. And she's giddy. She's smiling. And then in her confessionals, she's smiling and she's giddy. So she's okay with it. She doesn't have any remorse, it doesn't seem. Like she's not crying and heartbroken that she's been found out, that she's been cheating with her friend's long-term boyfriend. Yeah, there is. I mean, obviously they're like vibing with each other it felt like we were watching two people who were about to like fuck like the way that they were communicating and the way that he was looking at her I was like he's looking at her right now like a fucking piece of fresh meat that he is about to devour which made me a little uncomfortable but all that being said it felt like I posted this on Instagram stories when I was losing my mind the first time I watched the finale that it felt to me and this is before this scene I believe it felt like Raquel thinks that she's inside of the notebook and she hasn't realized yet that Sandoval is not Noah. He's just the shitty, decrepit old house. Like, Mm. I think she thinks she's in a fucking romantic drama and the 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 obstacle they're getting over is ariana Mm -hmm. she stood in the way of them being together and now raquel will either play the part of the girl who's just here for a good time not a long time or the girl who's just here for a commitment and it was like that was the energy i was seeing in her the way that she was as you were saying a glow the way that she was gleeful the way that she was talking about how exciting it Mm -hmm. was to fuck Tom because it was the first time that she had slept with someone that she cared about, which I was like, Jesus, she's in her 
late 20s to that actually made me sad honestly even though you have people have the right to do whatever with whatever including you know do whatever you want but it felt like this was something that she had always wanted which make made me feel like oh she looked at tom as a goal that was yeah. like there was like a a ge- i genuinely feel like ariana was the obstacle in her way she really thought this will not only be fun, but this is who I deserve. And little does she know what, how that's going to end for her. I, I have so many questions about her. I don't really understand. I don't know if anyone, anyone of us ever can. What is going on in her mind? Does she truly believe that, that she loved this man? Or is it, you don't even know what that is. This is lust and obsession yeah. and like a naughty, tawdry. It's very naughty. You know, little tryst on the side. That's not what real love is, though, and should be in a solid relationship. And it's it, it's this weird thing of like little kids wanting to play grown up. I don't mm. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I can't my finger on it with her, but I do feel like she's very lost. Well, so, I mean, I ha- hate to say it, but understatement of the year. Yeah. She, I, she, in all things, like I don't even know that she knows what she really thinks about anything. I don't think that she understands what being lost is. Yeah, I think that she is unsure of everything, and the way that, except for maybe her passion and ability to parrot what people tell her to say, or the ways that they're crafting her opinion on her behalf. And the way that Ariana said, I mean, Ariana had so many, it was incredible. Her responses, I did not oh, expect her. Killer. She was like, I did not expect her to I kill. Didn't. I, I did didn't not either. expect her to kill. I thought that she was going to, it was going to be a more of like a gradual crescendo. No, she came this. in hot and she, she was scalding. A, a, a light yeah. was flipped. Yeah. A switch was flipped. And she was all of a sudden all yeah. of us. The outsider view mm-hmm. where you see the entire thing 360, mm-hmm. you totally get it. You see how, like, you look back into the past, you see how it was all tied together, everything that felt weird. It's like the Matrix, they plugged her brain into it, and Mm -hmm. immediately she was just like, oh, shit. And she got the whole thing. Yeah, she saw the universe. And when you think about the fact that as they walk through the timeline, it was like two days after, I think, is when they picked up and filmed. To have her have the sense of self and of being, like the sense of state, honestly, if that makes any sense, to not only in the car with Tom start texting people because she knew that he was going to gaslight and manipulate the fuck out of her because he mm-hmm. already was, but to then have the sense to, to not only do that, but to then have the kind of understanding and awareness of exactly what took place 48 hours later, which Maybe some people listening might think like, of course, her boyfriend cheated on her. And it's like, no, this is very complicated. And if you've been in a dynamic with someone for nine years where maybe you felt like you have to represent the best aspects of them if they can't necessarily deliver, if you have to sort of step in front of them at some places and, and you know, lend your good reputation to them for use as they might you know, require it or desire for Ariana to say the things that she said to Tom in such an eloquent, substantial way. I mean, she was quick with her words and very focused and very clear. And I thought that was, it was unbelievable to watch in the way that she was essentially like, what is it like, 
you know, what are you going to say to me in the last things that we'll ever say to each other? And again, sorry, guys, we're just like looking at each other in the eye and taking in the moment. But like, it just, it was unbelievable. Now, yeah. And the part to me that stood out too was when she said to him, I just forgot it. It's okay. It's two in the morning. (laughs) You guys, I cannot explain to you that it is literally two in the morning. Um, I mean, the, you know, obviously the for you to die was the moment that I think a lot of people, myself included, were overwhelmed with. I remember that. Um, oh, tell me. It was the fact that she wouldn't let him distract her, which he tried to do probably yes. 10 or 15 times. He kept putting in like little excuses and mm-hmm. saying, well, if you had done this. And the one that's the most insane, and we, I knew that the world was going to explode as soon as he said it, mm-hmm. was if you, all you had to do was just follow me and you would have seen that I wasn't you know, going to XYZ place. It's like, I'm, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. It's wild. He's just out there roping when saying whatever he can possibly say to try to blame shift onto her. Like, oh, but it wasn't really me. It was you. And you could have done this and you could have done that. I, I tried to tell you I wasn't happy and I tried to break up you. And I, what? I mean, it, it is the literal simple fact that she started that conversation with him by saying, you still haven't apologized. Yeah. And he stayed silent. And obviously, as seen on Watch What Happens, Andy was like, Ariana, your thoughts on the fact that Tom fucking fell into Schwartz's arms crying and gave you nothing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what are your thoughts? My thoughts are essentially, I watched that happen. I'm nodding my head. Like, the fact that he refused to even tell her I'm sorry that she said on watch what happens he was aggressive with her throwing a beer bottle yelling at her what we saw we've seen repeatedly on the Howie shit show and through his dumb fucking sources saying crazy stuff to us magazine which she also referenced and the fact that he never gave an apology not only that but he was reinforcing to her or attempting to both in scenes that she was in and in scenes with Schwartz that it was her fault mm-hmm. he cheated and her fault that he didn't say my bad because he was afraid of her anger and rage, which I think is a siren call to women all over the place who Sure, like you can get into a conversation of like maybe a little bit of like a, you know, cult mentality or whatever with how hard people have come in at times on social. But also when you tell a woman it's your fault that I fucked your best friend and I didn't break up with you or tell you because you would have gotten too mad. The problem here, I would have been honest. Like Mm -hmm. I would have told you the truth, but you got in the way of me trying to help you understand my new reality. And then not only that, but I can't apologize to you, as he said to Lisa and whomever else, because she just gets too upset. Like, I, for me, please speak to your own experiences. But for me as a woman, the thing that annoys me more than anything, which P.S., isn't just said by men. It's said by a lot of women as well. It's the ingrained misogyny, the ingrained sexism, the ingrained critique of a woman's voice that is never weighed as um, as equally as a man's. The understanding to say that a woman doesn't deserve to get angry and her upset 
should not be valued or trusted the way a man's should, which I that is so fucking infuriating to me. And when people tell you to just calm down, yeah, you don't have the right to be line. upset. The way that he has been re- reinforcing that consistently with Schwartz agreeing at points with other people kind of being quiet. That to me, I think, is one of many reasons why a lot of people are very, very hot, especially in watching that episode. I'm telling you, that's why I, I can't remember when we last talked about this, but it was a couple of weeks ago. But that's what got me completely soured off of Schwartz. hundred thousand percent was mm-hmm. that when Katie came and sat down, he was like, hey, Katie, he kept, he kept poking at her. Yeah. And I knew what he was doing. He yeah. was trying to poke at her. So then she would say something to him. And then he gets to tell her, see, Katie, you can't you can't even be around me. I hate both of them. I really loathe both of these individuals. They're the worst kind of man to me. It's like they, they push these buttons that they know exist. And they're trying to always make it seem like mm. I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine. There's mm-hmm. nothing. There's no problem here. You're the one that's overreacting. You're the one that's taking this too seriously, whatever this is. Mm-hmm. You're the one that makes it too hard for me to even talk to you about X, Y, Z. It's insane to me. And again, you know, I said this to you when we were out there. How did it get this far? How did they ever even get give these men this much of their time? I don't understand that. How did they get away with it for so long? Yeah. The toxic adorability complex. Because a lot of these flashbacks, I'm cringing hard. I know. I it's, a diff- it's a different world. And I get it. You know, 10 years ago is a long mm-hmm. time ago. And maybe you get into a cycle and you start to believe that somebody is maturing and things are changing. And okay, that mm-hmm. was a long time ago. I know that like, you know, Katie and and Schwartz are going through their divorce. And so it didn't necessarily work out. And she's trying to be an adult Mm. about that. But when do you cut bait? And when do you say, this man is never going to be an adult back with me? Well, I don't know that Katie is focused as much on the adult factor with Schwartz as much as she is, can I trust you? Which is a different conversation. There's the conversation of maturity and the conversation of character. And the way that Katie is addressing him is seemingly taking into account his years-long history of being very emotionally immature Mm -hmm. and extremely inconsistent and absolutely manipulative in a different way than Sandoval. But I think she's also saying, like, you are telling me by your behavior who you are. So either own up to some of this or don't. But understand that there are consequences. It's what Ariana said, too, when Tom's like, we have a family at Schwartz and Sandy's and we have, you know, people to protect. And Ariana was like, guess what, babe? Like, Sandoval fucked up your family. We don't owe you. People don't owe you support. No, not Or patronage. And if you're upset at anyone, don't tell me to calm down. Aim that Sandoval's way. That's right. It's like a stock going up or down based on, you know, anything. Stocks like it, crashing right now. Yeah, like it's a, it's a reflection. People either want to buy the dumb drinks that they're going to sell or that a bar next door is going to sell. So why would you go exactly what she said? Why would you give that man your money? Why would you support his choices and his lifestyle and his foolishness? It's like everybody's been cutting them so much slack for so long. That's mm. why I keep going back to like, I don't know. It's like, when do you just realize you're not going to get blood from a turnip like it just is what it is with these two and it's always going to be this foolishness they're never going to mature they're never gonna you know be what you would hope and expect them to be yeah but does that mean the entirety of your relationship or rather how does that work when you are extricating yourself from a decade plus long relationship as katie is with schwartz 
does that then mean the entirety of your time together wasn't real because you're maybe seeing someone in a different light? I don't know that she is. I mean, they're getting a divorce because she said that. She said, I don't like the way we are together. I assume a lot of that is because of Schwartz's choices as a husband and man. So how do you have these conversations with these people? Obviously, she cares about him. It's yeah, that's possible true. to that's, care about that's someone. what I don't I'm know that missing. She could drop right? him. That's yeah. what I'm missing in this conversation is I don't have that. So I'm not looking at him with like love in my heart or anything. I'm just like this guy. This guy is going to be nothing but problems for you and frustration and you know insulting and not coming out of the bushes when your mother's being told to f off by his best friend and just all of this stuff. So to me, it's like I wouldn't text him anymore. I wouldn't put more energy into him. Well, I also think it's a difference really in how the Toms think of their partners, former or otherwise, as people that they deserve. I deserve your attention. I deserve to Mm. have a relationship with you. I deserve for you to understand. And I think the way that Ariana and Katie look at it is I deserve to hear the truth. Like, we will talk about a potential relationship, less Ariana, more Katie, a potential friendship, rather. Yeah. But we need to start with a foundation here. We're keeping it 100. And based on his reactions to her in the finale, the, like, I didn't say that at BravoCon. I didn't, like, mm-hmm. give a little wink and some side eye that obviously raised a flag for Katie because she remembered it verbatim, which I 100 believe, 100% believe she heard absolutely and memorized it in her memory as an odd yeah. thing for him to say because it was. Mm-hmm. And he's been doing that even a couple episodes ago. He just he can't help himself yeah. when he starts, you know, peppering Raquel and being like, she has a type. She likes a guy. Yeah. She likes a type. Her type is a taken, taken type. Taken type. I'm like, what you whispering over there, fella? Yeah. You got mm-hmm. something you want to say to the rest of the group? What, you got something on your mind? He just kept doing that, dropping these little breadcrumbs. So I think it's been bothering him for a long time. And it might be, it might have been happening, you know, subconsciously. He may not even remember saying what he said at BravoCon. Like, put a couple of drinks in that guy and his stuff starts to spill out where Such the body's a, I buried. I mean, how many ladies has he kissed at yeah. moments when he's had a little too much of a turtle time? And we're all, we're all seeing these, like, you know, blind items that, oh, Schwartz was at a bar last night and my friend talked to him and he right. said X, Y, Z. And it's like. I don't know. Pull the string in his back. What's going to come out? Is it truth? Is it not truth? Has he had some liquor? Is it factual? And I hate to say it, but sometimes that I do. I hate to say it. I absolutely don't hate to say it. Sometimes that like reveal of information is a form of manipulation of like, I am telling you everything that can be a sign of insecurity. That could be a sign of anxiety. There are many ways that people over reveal. But I think for Tom, understanding that his ass is absolutely on fire right now by a large portion of the Bravo community, I do believe that in circumstances with strangers, he's like, here's what's happening and here's what's happening yeah. and here's what's happening. Wants to be likable, wants to maybe wants wants people to feel value. like if he's over yeah. delivering on information, then he's being honest. Yeah. If he's saying that to a stranger, wow, I feel special. And also maybe they'll pass it along. He understands the currency here of mm-hmm even contact or connection with people involved in the scan of all good, bad, or indifferent. So I could see that as his, you know, potential life raft at a certain point. If adorability isn't working as consistently as it was, then maybe the sharing of information. I'll puke. Don't even use the word adorable. Because I, isn't that, I mean, I hate to say it, BBDB, as I call you (sighs) for short. I love it. But 
the first time I was watching the finale at the beginning, I was like, ooh, I feel confused about Schwartz because I don't know that it's all a performance. I I don't I don't know you're looking at me and I deserve to be looked at in the way that you are looking at me right now. There is an aspect there where I'm like, I think that there's more nuance. And I think of that less because of what Schwartz is giving me and more of how other members of the cast have spoken about him in a different way than Sandoval, which doesn't mean he shouldn't be lit on fire. It doesn't mean he shouldn't be held accountable. It doesn't mean he's a complete fucking liar with a lot of this stuff. It doesn't mean he's not being manipulative, but I do feel like there's someone there. It's his choice whether he wants to let that person out. It's his choice whether he wants to grow and develop. Like, if he doesn't want to do that, it's game over for a lot of these people. And maybe he'll just continue to journey on. If he got rewarded for being emotionally immature, why would he start now? It turns out the the reward is now going to be growth. Like, does he have capacity for that? I don't know. But I just feel like I have a different kind of thinking about him even when I'm very frustrated and angry than I do about Sandoval to be honest okay it was interesting to me too is it reminds me of like you know you throw rats in the pit and they gotta start eating each other right they're cannibalistic that's how I feel about these two times welcome to New York as well yeah it's been waiting for you (laughs) so because the first thing that he does when he sits down with Ariana is he throws his friend up on a platter and says well no no he he didn't, he, he, I didn't mean, it was his thing. He didn't even say, I'm sorry for my part in this. That was the whole thing. They, they did all the flashbacks, yeah. flashbacks of like, she was his, you served in his wedding as one of his, you know, best mm-hmm. women, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then they cut right to it. And he's like, well, you know, Tom, blah. And I'm like, what about you? You can't even say, I- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I messed up. I sat on this. I knew for a while. Well, I should have told you. And here's the pivot. And, and then I'm just going to, you know, normalize changing yeah, your mind. He never, said, he never said sorry. He never said sorry. Well, may, he may have. He may he have. May have it took a while. Like, it was like what 10 things first. There were 10 deflections and then a sorry. The right. ratio was off. Right. And it's similar with like Sandoval being like, I'm so sorry to like Greg and Schwartz, my business partners, and also my girlfriend of nine plus years. But like most importantly, go to SchwartzandSandys.com and like buy me a drink because I need oh. one to sit at, drink some whatever and cry. Um, but I feel like with Schwartz, it's difficult because if you think about Ariana, I think she said this on Watch What Happens or she said it during the finale itself, but like, it's not just that he was a passerby. She believes strongly he was heavily involved with the cover-up. Oh, for sure. And when you think about that, that's when I'm like, okay, well, maybe maybe it's me as a Bravo viewer, whatever, (laughs) whatever you want to call me, trying to extricate myself because, you know, I hate to say it again, but the toxic adorability complex does have its claws on me while Sandoval seemed to have, you know, watched Charmed too many times in junior high and has taken that on as his persona. I think for Schwartz, there's like more of a connection to me with because I've dated definitely leaned more on the political spectrum of my loins of dating. I've leaned definitely heavier in the Schwartz direction than Sandoval Mm -hmm. so maybe that's why maybe I'm giving him excuses because that's what I'm used to doing maybe maybe but either way yeah um I wonder we talked about this maybe you know Tom Sandoval shaving the mustache was a direct result of the worm with the mustache 
Oh, because he was trying to get away from it? Yeah, because that, that really on, has caught on. On Howie Mandel? I'm seeing worms with mustaches everywhere. <gasps> you know what? It's like Punch Buggy. I need to get some merch. The Bravo community doing so much good work. So many content Amazing. creators that we just love. Hilarious. But I have to say that J- DJ James Kennedy, his work with the worm with the mustache yeah. tee is exceptional art. And also... While I know this seemingly happened years ago at this point, that send it to Daryl. Send it to Daryl. I still want one. I feel like I need it. It looks great. It's really well designed. I love the font. It's a nice hoodie because sometimes those hoodies aren't that nice. It looks like a winner. Like, I feel like, is it weird to get, send it to Daryl and have that in time for like the part four secrets revealed, whatever of this season? We're never going to stop talking about it. No. There's going to be so many episodes. As Dorinda would say, it's moment in time. <laughs> moment in time. <laughs> As Dorinda Medley would call it. Yeah, I, I, there was a lot there. And I, I mean, just circling back to the Raquel of it all, the fact that, as Ariana shared on Watch What Happens, Raquel has been away writing letters long form to Tom. And the fact that letters are still being delivered, even by a just quill. a few, <laughs> with a quill pad, I mean, this is her notebook, so she's she's oh, like, this point. is my notebook. It's a movie and also a book. Dearest Thomas. <laughs> Dearest it has Tom- been a... <laughs> Dearest Thomas, our journey together has been a winding trail filled with hot sex love. Mending your pleather pants and oh. touching up your white manicure. You know what? Mm. Those white nails are such a and trigger I'm, for me. You know what? I'm really pissed because I love a white nail in the summer. Do you? I love a Fiji. I've never understood I it. I love a bubblegum. I love a Safe pretty, space. a very light, light, especially a light toe. Give me a light toe. Of white, though? Why don't you do a Not bl- white. Why I mean, do I don't a think. blush or a I, ballet well, pink? See, I've never done white. I'm talking about like he a light. He white. Light. Now, I know his are like white out. Well, that's what I, that's why I'm triggered because okay. I remember elementary school, junior high, people using whiteout as uh, a yeah, form yeah. of glam. Like the people Just these days, high, yeah. the, you know, the kids these days with their contouring and stuff. It's like you don't understand. We use pens, mm-hmm. okay? We drew a mole on our face yes. and thought we were Marilyn. Like now, everybody looks like a fucking queen. It's unbelievable. Please, no. someone teach me how to. I still throw don't even spackle. do it. I don't know how. I don't know how. I tried to put on Lashify this morning. I bought one blind i don't even know what that I is is that the glutes if that's the growth whatever it, i mean it's gonna be great once i once i get it going it's gonna look amazing but it was hilarious hilarious this morning i went way too far on oh the edge God. and it looked like just like a little, We're little all square on journey coming out of the corner of my eye well listen what ariana revealed on watch what happens about those letters the fact that you know the question is Hours before the premiere, news comes out that Tom and Raquel are no more. A source saying she dipped out, quote unquote. They literally use that. They're having too much fun at this point. They're having too much fun. Calm down. Yeah, but Andy asked the audience who were like, "LOL," and Ariana if she believed that the breakup was real or was it for you know a PR adjustment because they knew what was coming. And her response was like, "Yeah, I mean, if they've broken up, this bitch is still writing letters to my former man, mm-hmm. which unfortunately she knows because Tom hasn't left." And let me tell you the worst part of the episode when he came shuffle shuffling into the kitchen. Oh my god! How dare? How? Who told him the kitchen was? He was allowed. Your feet. 
Yeah, pick you up your feet. You may not shuffle shuffle through this house. <laughs> Walk. Like a disgruntled teen. <laughs> Someone has irritated you, won't let you take the car. No. So mean to drama. you. Oh, I can't stand it. Pick up your feet, you grown man. And then she starts going off on him. I thought it was great. Yeah, it was giving summer stock for me. Mm-hmm. I was like, I get it. You're having this thing. It was honestly the way that she delivered so much in that moment and was so honest with him and his absolute almost indifference to it I don't know if he was like girding his loins a la devil wears Prada I mean he doesn't wear Prada but Charlotte Russe or Hot Topic or girding his version of you know odd forever Forever 41 I mean it truly for hashtag forever 41 but the way that he was almost indifferent to her while trying to convince her once again that his narrative was right versus how he was communicating with Schwartz, for example, where it felt like they were, he was seemingly honestly sorry. Mm. And the fact that he wouldn't give his long-term partner that, he wouldn't, it's it's her fault he stepped out. She wasn't fucking him enough. Uh-huh. He had to go to the bathroom the to pens. take care of business. The pens. The pens? The pens. She never bought the pens. Oh, right. She never Toilet bought the paper. Pen. She, his assistant did, by the way. She the, His assistant was buying, like, the pens and the batteries. So it's, like, good for him for paying his assistant to, like, go on Amazon Prime. We're all so thankful for her duty to this universe. But, like, it's just... He's saying and doing anything. He will say and do anything. Yeah. Period. That's it. Yeah, he stuck his pen in somebody else's ink because Aryan didn't put enough in yeah. the drawer. Like... He'll just start putting in Mad Libs, just putting words together. Yeah, anything that works. Paris is always a good idea. And when I schlep on over to Europe to my favorite city in the world, I bring with me a few important phrases that I have learned from housewives. C'est bon, c'est bon. Chic, c'est la vie. Je m'appelle the Countess. N'est-ce pas, Luanne? <laughs> And while those key phrases are important when speaking to any French bravoholic for other matters of life, that's where Rosetta Stone comes in. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including, of course, French. It features fast language acquisition. It immerses you in so many ways. There's no English translations. So you really learn to speak, to listen, and to think in that language. It's an intuitive process. You pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. J'adore Chris Manzo. Et toi? There's a speech recognition filter, which gives you feedback on your pronunciation. It's convenient with desktop and app options, and it's an amazing value. Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in life. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. A steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, AGs can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. 
Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Today. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing me with free samples. Astapro is a first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. It delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Living in New York City is not easy. Just ask Sonia, trying to sell that house. There are so many mornings where I wake up and think, oh my gosh, I'm having the worst cold of my life. And I realize it's actually from allergies. When my nasal allergies flare up, and that happens when the season changes and the temps get a little warmer than they normally are, I use Astapro, and I'm amazed at how fast I'm back in the game. And that game is looking for Dorenda on the Upper East Side. Astapro always has my back and nose. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media, and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Row. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes, so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash andesgirls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash andesgirls. Sign up today. I just came back from the salon, and for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. (laughs) Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time with wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. 
and it smells unbelievable. Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Waze other bestsellers. Their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E- O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Andy. In the words of Meredith Marks, when it comes to that week, week and a half before my period, I wish I was disengaging. My PMS is off the charts. Truly Uber Eats needs to check in and say, it's about that time, isn't it? I know it is. The cravings are crazy. I want to crawl out of my skin. Now it's easier to manage PMS with Estro Control. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony and Estro Control, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. For AGs who are friends of perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause, Happy Mammoth has Hormone Harmony. It's not just a supplement for women going through those stages. It's also become a phenomenon. Women can't stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ANDYSGIRLS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code ANDYSGIRLS for 15% off today. I'm engaging. And I have to say that scene with Sandoval and LVP was a lot, but I thought, and maybe this is just me being too twatty at this point, but like, There was a moment where she said to him, you know, you did a bad thing, but you're not a bad person. And I'm sitting there fucking watching and thinking to myself, well, then who is a bad person? Like, do we need to have this conversation of like, I don't identify as a bad person, but are you anti-bad person? Because I don't think he is. Like, I'm not a piece of shit, but are you actively trying not to be a piece of shit? Because we're getting into identifiers but we need to focus on explainers like you're you want to be forgiven for your bad behavior but when we look at the record here what makes you good like what does that mean to say you're not a bad person is it just to calm him to soothe him I'm sure Lisa believes it and she knows him as a person I obviously do not but it's like Okay, if he's not a bad person, 
for cheating on his long-term partner of nine years with her best friend and then blaming her for the affair while referencing her mental health, her um, uh, work and discomfort with uh, situations relating to her body and intimacy, the way that he keeps referencing that mm-hmm. over and over again that his needs weren't being met that's his go-to that's it's his, his go-to. go-to and he's he's weaponizing every aspect of her of any possible sensitivity to use as a shield and i think it's repugnant i don't it's it's not good and what's strange he keeps saying it as if as if that's gonna hype up the crowd Maybe it is. As if everybody's going to be like, oh, well, oh, oh my God, oh, he has well, to that, jack that, off. That, like, that, oh, that, my totally. God. He has, what only, a victim. The only way he can get hard is by with porn in the shower. Is poor man. Isn't that what most guys do anyway? Like, what does that even mean? Is that a cry for help that you use porn to, like, you know, experience pleasure? I don't think no. that's a big deal. Yeah, I mean, it's just. He's saying it's, it's like the worst odd. thing in the world. Well, he's saying, he's saying, no, I think His I heard. I think I heard. But yeah, again, we don't know. It's two in the morning. I'm, I, again, it was It's so late. It's so late. I think I heard him say the only way I <laughs> We're can drunk get on and I want to say something real quick. Here's, Please. W- here's what's upset me the most about, about becoming a Vanderpump Rules watcher. Okay. There's been two incidents so far where I've had to hear about armpits or see armpits. Lemons. We had to hear about the armpit hair and how somebody used to trim somebody's armpit hair. I didn't like that. I don't remember that moment. But then we had the him go and, and fill up a cup with his stuff. <laughs> and then we had ball talk. We always talk of balls when they're at the animal park. I don't oh, remember these that. things I don't enjoy. So your triggers, my triggers are being told not to have feelings of anger and rage. And your triggers are balls and lemons well, and armpit hair. Well, the sensitive and parts, both of those are, the sensitive both parts, of those are discussions about the sensitive parts of men I don't enjoy. Well, I think also that's a fallback for them is like, guess what we talk about? And we're such like rollicking funny guys that these are and maybe these are just what guys talk about. I mean, I don't know. I couldn't be less of a translator. I'm never going to get over the lemon. I'm just going to say that. Is that really a thing that people do? I've never heard that in my life. I'm out of deodorant if I only have three available within reach just in case. Before I came over here. You use a little I'm wearing of a... Of course I did. Yeah, I'm 100%. Because I'm a considerate person. I wasn't yeah. going on camera. If I was going on camera Which to film... This is our version of on camera to a film. a crowd full of people <laughs> at a Shout out tomorrow. restaurant. Aka <laughs> <laughs> tonight. <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's the shirt. It's a new shirt. My new shirts don't smell like B.O. I don't know what's going on over there, wherever he's buying shirts. What is that about? I don't honestly remember they, ever like, smelling new clothing. you can't even take ownership of your own B.O., do you think where, these guys are ever right. going to take ownership of anything? No. Start. It's the shirt. Okay, sir. Yeah. Okay. Cleanliness starts at home. Cleanse your clothes and hopefully your spirit will follow. <sighs> anyway, just had to get that out. I don't like hearing about their nasty little bodies. No, I think it's important that we talk through these challenges that we're facing Thank and you trying to get through this finale, which sidebar, guys, obviously, again, can't say enough how late at night it is. And the fact that I am, I could stay awake forever. I could not believe the finale episode. I thought it was edited within an inch of its life, but also they they packed a lot in. They They packed packed a lot lot in prestige storytelling in a way that I don't know we will see that again but I'm sure it will continue on the reunion but this episode itself I mean I think a lot of us had anxiety I created that Sandoval episode um for a reason um 
that meditation practice. Uh, but I think that a lot of us had a lot of thoughts and feels going into the yeah. finale. And I was, even with that, even expecting that this was going to be good, I was blown the fuck away. What about away. the punch? What about the punch that couldn't happen? And I saw the funniest memes. Some, of course, people are all over it. They're like, Sheena, if the, if the fist, if the fist can't clench, Sheena Shea must relinquish. I don't know something funny. Yes, it's like she. Oh, if the glove don't fit, yeah, you but must they made a push funny, instead of hit. With, yeah, it made a funny thing. Anyway, it's all over there, and I love it. But she couldn't punch. She couldn't punch. She doesn't she, have push. No, it's you were saying when we were watching. It's legally blonde. Like it's legally blonde. She's in the courtroom and she's saying, "Do you see my nails? Yeah, I can't punch you." Like I could push you. And like you could get. A she did a little bend and snap. She. What I yeah. was honestly surprised by, because I was not expecting this, was Sheena's upset at understanding that she seemingly heavily pushed yeah. Raquel. That was. There were many moments yes. of new information. That was one of them. I was like, she's coming to terms with it. She's not proud of it. She's embarrassed by it. She's ashamed of it. But also, she shouldn't be punished for it with a TRO if that is unnecessary and also based on information that's not factual. Yeah, I really felt for her. I really felt for her that episode. She had some guttural cries twice when she went to go see Ariana and then when Tom came to see her. And that was real for her. And that's when I turned to you and I was like, this is this is awful. This is deeply affecting so many people. And these two are just giggling about it with that same damn mood light. Yeah, and I think that that was the moment that Sandoval probably focused on most during uh, some of his portions of the Howie Mandel Mishigas when he was talking about the fact that essentially no one should be upset aside, no one is involved in this aside from me, Ariana, and Raquel. And I'm sure a part of that was understanding that there is a cost and a reality to the betrayal that is Mm -hmm. felt by his close friends who were also close with Ariana as well to people who feel like they have been lied to and don't any longer know this man. I mean, Sheena broke up with him as a friend. Sheena was like, you meant a lot to me. You were in many ways the only person who saw me when I was on an island by myself when the show began. You as a person have been meaningful to me. I have depended on you. Maybe we've depended on each other. And I have to cut you out of my life, not because I have to cut you out of my life, but because of what you did that was so wrong. Yeah. I mean, that leaves a mark. And I don't think it's something to make light of. He's just pretending that it's not a reality because he can't face it, I guess, or he is refusing to, or he doesn't believe that she has a right. I mean, I just don't know. Or he expects everybody to be like Schwartz, where it's like they're just willing to walk away from any ethics or morals and just toe the line. Well, because he should be forgiven. Because again, remember, it's not his fault. Mm -hmm. It's Ariana's fault that this is happening. She did not fulfill his needs. So he had to seek them with her BFF. And again, she doesn't, Ariana doesn't understand that he really likes Raquel. Mm -hmm. If Ariana understood that this isn't just fucking, there's some convo there in between, she would be better equipped to deal with this. Yeah. But honestly, like, could she ever? Because she just seems so angry and sad. And that is what he has said repeatedly to her face 
to Howie Mandel through his fucking bullshit strategic comms team, which is like some intern somewhere. It's like, it's like I a mean, puppet it's on his the, hand that he talks to. Yeah, it's the absolute best that Craigslist can deliver on short notice. And God bless. I mean, he's looking in the missed connections and he's like, has anyone ever seen my soul? Like, please. It's in Valley Village. Craigslist.com slash Valley Village mm-hmm. backslash find that soul and I'll give you 20 bucks. No, I won't. I'll give you half of a drink at Schwartz and Sandy's. Cheers to that. Expiration date, two weeks. Yeah. I mean, I just, I didn't think I could dislike him more. And I just came out of that and I was like, fuck. It's like, we could talk about this forever, but Schwartz had his whole monologue of like, everyone's blaming me. You have to tell them that that's not fair. But I did believe Sandoval's hug with Schwartz. I did believe that he was sorry and apologetic to Schwartz. I did believe aspects of what he said to Lisa Vanderpump. I did believe his face when he sat down with Sheena and understood that she was not just going to let this go. That And, and also it was like, I'm sure he's like, you know, setting himself up, putting on his whatever armor when he's sitting down to film these things because he knows that there's going to be something coming at him and it's going to be hard to push back on it. But there were moments in watching this where it's like I I can see him trying to process aspects of it. But number one, what does it mean that he won't give anything close to that to Ariana? And number two, what does it mean that as Ariana said and watch what happens live, she thinks he's enjoying this yeah. because he's getting attention. And, you know, there is like, what is it? No press is all no press. Such, is, all right. Press There's is no such thing press. as bad press. Yeah. And it's like, well, I'm sure he doesn't love when people are booing him at his show when he's but hashtag no, evidently video, Madonna. But some of the video that I saw, people were like caressing him. Like he's still yeah. getting like attention in these weird ways, even if it's like who knows yeah i was at i was at his new york city show people were like spiritually spooning him all like literally touching him and i'm genuinely not judging those people for that decision but it's just it is a fact he's getting that kind of attention from women yeah throughout all of this i wonder what those concerts are going to be like from now on i wonder what that's Mm. going to be like I was listening to um, Las Culturistas earlier. I didn't finish the episodes, but shout out to friend of the pod, Matt Rogers, for an exceptional job on what I've listened to so far. But Bowen and Matt had Andrew Cohen on, and they were talking about a lot of different stuff, including the Scandaval and the tour, and some seeming just shock at the idea that he hasn't canceled the tour yet. Like, what is he doing continuing to perform? And he's feeding a black hole inside his well soul. it goes with you know his ensemble and he probably it goes with his mood huh? wait, wait, we talked about this too yeah i don't think that there's a force majeure for fucking your oops. your lady's girlfriend for, or lady's rather best friend yeah lady friend rather there's none of that there's none of that she didn't get the pens but I also don't think that she, I don't think he wants to cancel it. I, I mean, I don't think so either. I think he. I likes think he's it. still having fun. Yeah. And also, there are more potentially more definitely. By the way, more crowds going to this now. If he had just gone on a tour and hadn't brought his girlfriend or friends with him and was just performing, my guess is. I don't know that the crowds would be substantially larger than they are now. Certainly the attention in social media is much, much, much 
larger and more focused than it would have been without the Scandoval. I think if he had just gone on tour with his cover band, people would have gone maybe to like see Ariana, Sheena or LOL Raquel in the crowd. But I don't think he would be like selling out the places he's performing in now. Yeah. Now it's kind of like a voyeuristic thing. Like, a you know, it always was. Night out, yeah, yeah, but yeah. But it's so. like the yeah, yeah, more yeah. people, though. I think like this, there's an edge. This whole scandal, obviously, because I'm sitting here talking to you about it. And I yeah. was never a Vanderpump Rules fan. I tried in season one. I thought it was going to be like below deck. Oh I thought God. it was going to be like waiting tables and chaos. It oh wasn't. So I was like, I'm out. Um. But yeah, this has attracted a lot more people to it. Mm. It really has. I think he does enjoy it. And what would he be doing if he wasn't on tour? Mm. He'd be back in LA and what having to actually Short deal with things. Actually having to deal with business stuff. Actually mm-hmm. having to deal with the downfall. That's a great point. Of, of the relationship. Suspended reality. Maybe it's worth to, the cost of 10 band members. Absolutely. I think it is. It keeps him busy and he doesn't have to make hard decisions. He can just avoid things and be like, I'm on tour. No, I can't do that again. I mean, I'm sure it's breaking his heart that Raquel isn't there to follow him. Oh, yeah. It's got to be really hard for him. Also, speaking of following, mm-hmm. one of many moments in which I lost my ever-loving mind, when he said to, I think, Schwartz, um, all she had to do was follow me. Yeah, yeah. She didn't want to know because she wasn't a fucking private investigator pretending yep. to be LOL Louie on New Jersey and fake hire Bo Deedle, which mm-hmm. wasn't real. But um. She, if she really wanted to know what I had done, she would have followed me around. And Ariana obviously remembered that moment because she addressed the camera on Watch What Happens and was like, you motherfucker, I Mm -hmm. technically did. I had your iPhone location. You were at Schwartz's. So what you think you're doing is actually magnifying Schwartz's role, which I think neither of you want. Yeah, they're so not smart. They're just not smart. Well, but do you even have to be smart at this point? Do you even what's what is smart? He got away with this for seven months. True. She wore his hoodie and then he went as her for Halloween and they didn't get caught. See, now, I don't know if it was you who said this or someone else, but the point was made that because Ariana was so chill with it and she was just like, oh, yeah, no, that's nothing. Oh, don't. I'm she, if she's not worried, we're not worried. Kind of a vibe. Yeah. I mean, that's the conversation that Ariana had. And this is something that Lala talked about, like that Ariana got very upset at production and was like, do not go down this path. And production followed her lead and felt like there is no story here. Mm. They're just really close. And it's not just that Sandoval fell in love with Ariana's best friend. He sought her out. Mm. This would be the best person to have an affair with. They were taking advantage of Ariana and Raquel's closeness, both Sandoval and Raquel. It is what enabled a, a, a stranger going up to Ariana and saying, how's your sex life? Let's talk about the challenges you face with intimacy and um, anxiety that you've experienced based on, you know, past relationships. I don't see Raquel forming that sentence, but like skirting that conversation and not even skirting, but deep diving, it requires trust. It's what Ariana said on Watch What Happens, like obviously watching that scene back is disgusting but watching Raquel's behavior is unbelievably shocking and horrifying her intent let alone the impact of where that lands now but like Ariana said to Andy I was actually 
happy to have that conversation with her because other people have tried in years past, but I haven't trusted them Mm. because I don't have a relationship with with them. So she's like, when Raquel's asking me questions because I trust her, I care about her. Of course I want to answer. Of course I want to engage. And they both took that, both Sandoval and Raquel took that to their advantage. And that's what we're watching play out. And it's like, you know, I, I don't know where they're going to go from here. Do you think that they're really broken up? What is he? I don't even know what that means. Do like, you think that they're not planning okay. to have sex soon? They're, uh, yeah, true. That's a good question. Um, their two paths are either they were never going to last and it was just this physical thing and then it got weird because the whole world found out and they hate it. And so they decided, oh, this is not good for either of our brands. It mm. wasn't worth it. But we won't announce it right now. We'll wait until a good moment when we can try to distract mm-hmm. people from, from things. Or it's just crap. Or it's crap. And they're just always going to bump uglies whenever they see each other. And they smell that musk. And they got whatever connection they got. <laughs> oh, no. And fucked. yeah, because oh, he just looks musky. And um, yeah, we may never know. I, I, I don't think that there's anything super deep there. Because he, I think he would have ended it with Ariana formally. And he said in there, he said, I was always going to break up with her before the reunion. But he had just gone. And they had talked about, you know, potentially having children. He's still upping the ante in every way possible. You'd think that somebody would be like, let's talk about that. Maybe now isn't the right time. Yeah, I think that Tom forgot in all of this that Ariana truly is has a mind of her own. And I think he probably projected that some of his strategy would work out. But he deeply, deeply underestimated Ariana mm-hmm. and her mind like the and maybe it's just he just wasn't effective at the end of the day. Like at a certain point, the house of cards was going to fall down. It's just a question of. Did you push them or, you know, what were you expecting to happen? Did you think this was just going to exist in and of itself forever? And even the thinking of like, I was going to break up with her before the reunion, i.e. I was going to break up with her after filming had ended. So I don't have to face the fury of the cast Mm -hmm. or the fury of the cast is specific to a window of potentially three episodes. And as Ariana said, he wanted to do this so that he could still film Winter House and be a good guy and then come back and have to deal with this. It was like his checklist of life telling Ariana the truth was at the very bottom, if not on another page. Mm -hmm. And that's where we find ourselves like. It's going to continue. Obviously, we have the reunion to come. I thought I thought the episode was gangbusters. There was great. a lot that we didn't discuss because how could we? It's literally bajillion o'clock in the morning and we are both yeah. high off of this episode, but also possibly dying on the inside. Um, our spirits have curdled because I think we're just a little bit tired. It was a lot. It was a lot. I don't I but I honestly am like still feeling like I'm riding high off of it and I genuinely mean this guys like there was a certain point where it felt like the lights turned on in my head and watching the finale and I was like oh my god I'm so fucking excited for this live show because I feel very hot about it I've watched the episode twice I'm probably gonna watch it twice more before the live show including the watch what happens it's jam-packed it's jam-packed and I think the thing I mean, God forbid, trigger warning to Sandoval, I guess, and his friends. But like there is something to be said for hearing women express anger 
and taking pride and ownership in that in like you deserve for me to be pissed and you deserve for me to drag you for miles. And this is what we're watching pan out. Like it's Katie's frustration and anger, Sheena's, Ariana's, obviously. We Lala, are, don't forget Lala. Lala, of I can't course. Wait. Can't oh wait. my God. The call between James and Raquel. That was by the best the way. moment. Like, what was the rose and the thorn, you know, of the episode? That oh my was God. The rose, man. Was that the because that was light? It. it was a moment of light. It was levity. It was mm-hmm. comical. It was endearing. It endeared me to James. But also he was like, so how does it feel like to have like ruined your life? Like that was his icebreaker. Yeah, was it was like you ruined your he life. He came out the gate high. He kicked open the front door oh God, I can't to that it. phone call. It was great. But you know what the thorn probably was for James hmm. is that, con- and I don't mean this in a critical way, but just like him saying in a confessional, which I totally understood, excuse me, I totally understood and it made me feel very sad for him. Um, it, I'm not even mad at Raquel. I'm upset at Tom that he mm. feels betrayed. We have we saw Sheena yeah. process betrayal and this is a different circumstance. He was engaged to Raquel and he felt like Tom was sort of his guide through life. Someone that he looked up to, respected, admired and loved. And this is what this man did. That's interesting because I don't I never think about anything getting to James. Yeah. Kind of oh, like no. Stuff gets level. to James. Yeah. Because he usually he, he laughs it off or, or fucks it over yeah. and fucks it up by talking about um, what I've seen so far. Anyway, you know, I've been yeah, by doing like closely, body shaming and shit where it's like, like he ruins everything. Right. By yeah. And then I mouth. forget why he. Right. 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 Kindness, right. Yes. But um, yes, yeah, so that's that's interesting that he actually that hit him, too. Yeah, and I I think that this is one of those things. There's going to be a ripple effect. Allegedly, production has cameras down. They've decided potentially to take a little bit of a pause. I think people need time. Obviously, I'm sure they're hopeful that Raquel will return. And I think for them, just getting a sense of like, is the temperature going to go down a little bit? Can we kind of circle back on this? Not even to like how the cast feels about Tom and Raquel, but how Raquel and Tom feel about um continuing on Uh, tom isn't going anywhere anytime soon i assume raquel is not going anywhere either but i think for them it's like okay well let's just take a little bit of a breather here because it is in fact potentially too hot yeah i don't i don't know where this is going to go they might come back for one more season or even half season depending on how it's received and it's like where does they can only film with each other Mm -hmm. so that's going to be interesting for one second yeah, I think it's going to be, I think it's TBD. I think the way that Lisa, Lisa is playing such an integral role right now, I get the way that she is maternal affection for Sandoval. Like, I understand it. I'm not criticizing it in any way. I think it would sort of be, to me, just like spiritually sort of inappropriate. Like, they have a real relationship. She's known these people since before the show began. Mm-hmm. Um, she has an understanding and expectation, expectation rather for Tom that I don't think is realistic based on my what I have seen for 44 minutes plus commercials each week it like doesn't really sort of mean anything um she like she knows them and she has that kind of again maternal um uh, affection for them that she's communicated including in the finale when she's like you guys are going to grow up and you're going to figure out how to talk to each other and you're not there yet um and I think she's going to be more important next season than ever not just to be the thread between um separate camps but also to like literally host events so that there is a reason for people to be on the same street if not in the same building at the same time yeah true no one else can do that 
Listen, guys, it's literally bajillion o'clock. The roosters are crowing me, or whatever. Me go sleep now. You go sleep now. I have to get ready for Andy Scrolls Live at Scandival Spritz. I cannot tell you how excited I am to deep dive all of this with Dylan. We're talking AG Theater. We're talking possible Q&A. Who even knows what kind of shit show our taglines will be. Um, we're very, very excited, and I can't wait to meet AG's IRL. So literally 20 bucks for a live stream ticket, which you can watch on demand for a limited time, and 20 bucks to be in the room where it happens. So rally your friends, get some new, um, potentially welcome some new AGs to our uh communal table. Um, and let's process this together. I mean, there's nothing quite like being in the room with fellow Bravoholics and nothing gave me more energy or excitement for that than watching this fucking episode because Mm -hmm. Dylan has thoughts. Dylan has seen the episode at least twice. He was very emotional. I'm actually surprised that I was not as emotional visibly sad. emotional he was emotional sad or emotional angry emotion i mean we'll it. get into it he was more from my understanding because we talked a little bit about it more like teary about it i oh, thought yeah. i was going to be i mm-hmm. felt it coming and then it didn't quite arrive and i'm not quite sure if i was like stopping it i think or... i was just in shock a lot but i can't I think wait i was in yeah, shock i can't wait to hear what he has to say tomorrow though right i think it's going to be um i know it's going to be a great night and also i love to meet AGs in the world. It's one of those, uh, you know, I love, love, love podcasting so, so much. And I'm so thankful to Patreon AGs and to AGs who are OGs of the AG and people who are new to this pod and to our sassy little community. Um, But there's something like putting a face to a DM and saying, oh my God. And I remember our conversation and you know, I want to hear from people who are like, you know what, I don't agree with this take or here's my perspective. I think that's great. I'm excited to turtle time with people after the show and to meet and just um, be together to talk about this because it's just so fucking insane. Like literally we broke YouTube TV. Yeah. Literally. You and I experienced it. Everybody. It froze. It broke. I mean, it was a it was a it was a trauma. When? Oh, when? Mm-hmm. Will they stop underestimating the Bravo sphere? When we never have, we when know we're great. We will shut down lines Mm-mm. for people going people going to court getting sentencing. If you put that public line, it will get shut down. It's gonna There's get so shut down. Events. It's gonna get. Sh- and I was in, you know, third row orchestra for Jen Shaw. YouTube TV crumbles through our fingers. Crumbles like the sands of time. We- <laughs> They can't, they can't you yet can't control us. the Bravo sphere. You don't know how they good we are. Learn. The memes that people were putting out tonight. Yeah, fire. The tweets that I saw on Instagram, because I have to Google Gold. Twitter. The things that you told me about what the kids are doing on TikTok. Out of this world. I mean, we're so smart. Bravoholics are so smart. Hilarious. So funny. Favorite people. So quick. Emotional. So sassy. Emotional. Sassafras yes. for days years i'm proud of us i am too like we're bravoholics are great and like the fact that we are explaining to the new york times the fact that Mm -hmm. i'm seeing friends and fellow creators shout out best of bravo real moms of bravo interviewed by time magazine 
um fucking lala kent's yes. rolling stone shout out kate arthur which huge I read. deep that dive in variety yes. i need to read it i'm very excited to read it uh uh G- dj james kennedy time ariana owns the universe ariana is literally our miss universe and she the really pageant is. is like being the best she needs i need a, you need a couple of things to happen for her yeah um i'm gonna need dancing with the stars I'm gonna happening need, yeah i, I can't allegedly reportedly oh, really okay mm-hmm. literally reportedly she was cast. i want her on survivor I want her on everything. Survivor. Anything. What anything. about traitors? Traitors would be awesome. I don't want her to feel discomfort. You, good point. On for Survivor. You. Good point. She Scratch deserves to that. have a dinner. I just, you know, I want She's to She's been forced to eat favorite. those goat cheat balls for years and pretend those are delish. Right. Like, let's not put her on an island. Here's, here's a better way of saying let's it. Let's put Sandoval on an island. I want her, I want her to be, to be, have an offer for yeah. every single show. Yeah. That she wants to do. I want her to do whatever she wants. If she wants to I be want the her bachelorette, to I want yeah, her to be the bachelorette. Whatever she wants. If Full she support. Wants, whatever she wants. And for people who are like, how does this person deserve this attention, whatever else? Because she just does, period. Well, there's that. And there's also like people have the right to feel a certain amount of maybe criticism of whatever god bless it you know we require any number of different thoughts in which to have a hopefully nuanced conversation but also you can't tell me that you watched that finale episode and weren't blown the fuck away by how she delivered not to us but to herself Mm -hmm. and i if there is one thing that i'm gonna fucking harp on until the end of days it is a disinterest and frustration with women being criticized for being mad i know and the fact that she delivered on that and that was the foundation and she was not <gasps> affected by it to the extent that she couldn't communicate which isn't in and of itself a bad thing when you are overwhelmed with frustration like to ask someone to be eloquent at that point is an additional pressure but the way that she saw the clear as day truth and was like I'm not going to let go of you for a second yeah in on the show that we saw seemingly irl on watch what happens live she is here and like it's it literally she is the moment yeah and there's so few things in the bravo sphere that are completely you know right or wrong usually things Mm. are very gray 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 like Mm -hmm. well both of these people kind of suck and they kind of are both being Mm -hmm. mean to each other so take Mm -hmm. it with a grain of salt don't get too caught up in it Mm -hmm. she was nothing but lovely nothing but lovely to her friend Rachel. Mm. She was supportive of this band, Mm-mm. of this man mm-hmm. for years, trying to help him. She wanted to do the cocktail book. He got on the cover of the cocktail <sighs> book. It had to be about him. I swear to God. For so long. He has never brought her. a woman to climax. She, not once in his life. There's no way. Mm-mm. And she's yelling in the front row of these shows of his over mm-hmm. and over. You know she's heard that set. You know she's heard that set a thousand times. And she has cheered for it. She has smiled. out. And she has smiled every time Lays they clapped. On the floor. You know, wraps with a backwards hat, and this you is what my Daily gets. Beast takedown. And this is what she gets. And like that's why, that's why she deserves to just have whatever little show she wants to have. Yeah, because it turns out there was a price mm-hmm. for his um, artistry. Yeah. Let's call it his being unique, sweet turns soul, out, lovely person. Yeah, completely used and abused by her, the people closest to her. Mm. I mean. If there was, I don't know. I, I don't know a better woman. Yeah. I don't know a better woman. I, I really, I <laughs> this just. This going to be like Barb and Star when we start talking about. <laughs> oh my God. Do you know Trish. I was watching that recently? <laughs> no. 
such a good movie. Trish is an angel. <laughs> oh my god, you guys! If you need I, an I have outlet, to go to bed. you have to go to bed. It's literally the middle of the night at this point. You have a fucking jacket on that you're wearing as a sheet. I am fully you guys in a 22 dollar so amazon cold. robe i own five of them i'm shutting down i look chic <laughs> af i'm so excited to meet you guys at and don't worry there's so much more content coming this is a literal emergency episode please follow bravo bravo ducking bravo on all of the socials at bravo bravo yep yep yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. okay Follow me on Instagram at Dame Galley. Send me your satchels of gold, your thoughts and feels, questions and concerns about all things VPR finale, Scandaval, New Jersey, and more. There's a brand new hour plus bonus episode up on the AG Patreon exclusive to the OG of the OG of the OG of some Beyonce specific to the OG of the AG tears and people's people's couch tears at at, at we're not gonna make <laughs> we're it we're not gonna do it we're not gonna make it <laughs> at <laughs> patreon.com slash andy's girls um let me know your thoughts and feels because i would love to feature them on an upcoming app and of course as said many many times andy's girls live a scandal spritz is Tonight, if that is the day that you are listening to this episode, Thursday, May 18th at 7 p.m. Eastern in New York City. Doors open at 6. I'll be there. At the Green Room 42 here in, I mean, we don't live in Midtown. We're in the Clophis and the Upper East Side. But there, yonder in Midtown at the Green Room 42. Can't come in person? How dare you can't get a red eye from L.A. or London or Australia. All right. Uh, that's fine. I'll, I'll let you go on this one. <laughs> there is that live stream, which you do not have to, in fact, watch live. You can watch on demand for limited time. $20 tickets, again, at thegreenroom42.venuetix.com. Come join us. We are so excited. I am. Do you see my face right now? She's excited. It's 3 a.m. I just checked my clock. And I am so excited to talk about this. She's awake like a toddler in a crib. Like a toddler in the crib. No sleep. No sleep all night. And (laughs) Dylan Hafer and I, a.k.a. Bravo by Betches, are so excited to talk this out. I do think it will be helpful to have maybe a couple minutes of sleep and a little bit of time to process this and of course watch at least two more times um and so guys hope to see you there tell your friends tell whomever get your ticks get them now mm-hmm. right get them now got, i just got mine you just got yours while you were on the people's people's couch uh, during a commercial break during a commercial <laughs> during a commercial break i have nothing left <laughs> okay guys we gotta go um we gotta go die so we can rise um into heaven which is also known as andy's girls live a scan of all spritz on that note hope you enjoyed this episode we did this for you it's three in the morning i felt a patriotic duty to deliver i will release you back into the wild also known as a fancy hotel (laughs) and guys um this was a pleasure thank you for making the schlep i cannot believe it's three in the morning and you are here on this journey with me and i said it was going to be 20 minutes and we are at an hour plus probably (laughs) i haven't even looked time Um, is a human construct (laughs) (laughs) and so is tom (laughs) on that note guys we'll chat with you soon bye bye (laughs) 